Financial inclusion has really become a hot topic of recent. So, of course, has AI. How do you combine the two to achieve an end which creates wins all the way around for customers, financial institutions, and the people involved in that network? To find out, we have Leslie Gillen, the Chief Growth Officer of Pagaya. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate, and investigate actionable insights unscripted. Banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks again for tuning into yet another episode of Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts based in London, England. And today coming in from Manhattan, we have Leslie Gillen, the chief growth officer of Pagaya, and she's going to be talking all about this company and the exciting things that they are doing. Leslie is an experienced business development, P&L owner, CMO, and digital experience leader. And as the chief growth officer of Pagaya. She is with a fintech that works to reshape the lending marketplace. Pagaya does that via machine learning, big data analytics, and sophisticated AI-driven analysis tech. Now, prior to Pagaya, Leslie was the chief marketing officer for J.P. Morgan Chase, and before that was the chief marketing officer of Citi's Global Consumer Bank, accountable for driving business growth across 18... 18 countries. Leslie, welcome to Bankadelic. Thank you, Lou. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And what an impressive background. This is great that you're taking a whole bunch of different experiences to Bagaya. Maybe you can clue listeners in, and I would love to know what brought you there. Yeah, I do get this question quite often. And so thanks for the intro. I was actually getting my first public board seat. And so I was working with an advisor and my last three roles before I was, as you mentioned, the CMO of the Global Consumer Bank at City. And when I first joined Chase, prior to becoming the CMO of JP Morgan Chase, I ran the co-brand card business for three years. And so when you think about that decade of history, what I was accountable for was driving growth, a really strong marketing return on investment, deepening existing customer relationships. And then also increasing approval rates for our merchant co-brand card partners. And when I met with Pagaya, my advisor said, listen, this company's not public yet, but they're a unicorn 
doing amazing things in AI, working with banks and lenders, just have a conversation with them. And I got so excited about the opportunity that I jumped in with both feet and decided to go into tech and actually enable the banking ecosystem versus working within one bank. And there are no silver bullets, but Pagaya is pretty damn close, I like to say, from increasing approval rates and deepening existing relationships and also financial inclusion, which is near and dear to my heart and many's many in the banking industry. Yeah, it's near and dear to my heart as well. Jennifer Tesher, who runs the Center for Financial Innovation, is here in Chicago, and she is a dear friend, and she has all sorts of great ideas along that front. So thanks for bringing that up. Now, you touched on tech, you touched on unicorns going into a new world. Tell us what Pagaya does and how it does it. Yeah. So Pagaya is a fintech, a B2B to C. And so we are behind the scenes working on behalf of our partners and investors. So think of us as a two-sided network. We have about 26 lenders on our platform. And then we have over 100 institutional investors, private bank clients, a number of investment partners that bring capital to the table, wanting to invest in the consumer. And so what Pagaya does is... We also have AI machine learning with a lot of data, actually over a decade of data in production of all U.S. consumers and a strategic relationship with TransUnion. And so our job is to actually increase approval rates. Actually, we see about $60 billion in lending volume a month across personal loans, auto, credit card, point of sale. So most consumer asset classes. Our job is to leverage that AI and actually it gives a more complete view of a customer. And so we're able to increase approval rates, sometimes on average between 15 to 25% of the declines that we see, which is very meaningful, obviously to the bank, but most importantly is to the consumer who doesn't know Pagaya is there. So they actually get the loan from whether it's Ally or SoFi or a number of our partners that we work with. And what's exciting about that as well is we fit within a bank-ready model. And then the last thing I would say is we're bringing that capital to the table. So our investors are actually making a strong return on asset. So it's really a win-win for both the lenders, the investor, and then most importantly, the consumer. That is fabulous. And when you talk about the consumers, now. Let me make sure I heard that figure correctly. 15 to 25%. Is that right? Right. So of the declines that we receive from our partners and every buy box and every underwriting platform is different, right? And so we customize, but of all the declinations that we receive, we're able to turn about 15 to 25%, call it 20% of origination volume. So loan volume that's incremental to what the bank's or lending, you know, auto lenders or fintechs were able to do. Many amazing good people at banks that are trying to do good work. But between not being able to, you know, being a number of different acquisitions, having a lot of different data that doesn't complete, I could be Leslie Gillen in one part of a bank and my, you know, house in Utah versus my house in Avalon. And so it's hard sometimes for banks to give a complete view. And many times, you know, they may be using a FICO score, proprietary score, and the application. But what we're doing is we have hundreds and hundreds of variables behind the FICO score that just 
completes a view of a customer where we can see strong credit, strong performance versus the lending institutions that we're partnering with today. So that's how we work. I am so glad you brought up the FICO score because I think there are two ways of looking at that. One, which I have heard time and time and time again, is the FICO score is dead and we need to throw it out and do something totally different with it. Now, obviously, you're working with TransUnion. TransUnion provides FICO scores. And it seems to me the more sophisticated view is the FICO score was around for decades and decades because it was the best tool that was available. But even those who compile those scores, I think, are enlightened to the fact that, well, we have data. We can do more to inform this. The FICO score is good as far as it goes, but it doesn't tell the complete story. It's so true. And it's not to say that it's bad, but to your point, it's not comprehensive enough. And because there's so much incremental data, and if you think about a bank, the most important thing is to not have an insular view and only look at the performance of a consumer that's doing business within their four walls versus being able to that FICO score has always given us a view of what's that credit history look like across all of the lending that they do across all the institutions that they have. So think about the data behind that, not the score itself, but TransUnion, for example, they have a product called Vantage Score, which is like a FICO score. It enhances the FICO score, but then there's also trended data and there's open banking data. There's a lot of additional alternative data out there to enhance. What we don't do at Bagaya, this is very intentional, Lou, is we only use FCRA compliant data. That's why our partnership with TransUnion is one that we leverage because banks are very uncomfortable with using a lot of alternative data because they're obviously highly regulated institutions. And so we purposely, and because we're already getting good performance, like a great performance, we are only using data that banks are already comfortable with. And so, but we're using many, many more variables in a machine learning environment. Let me give you an example. Sure. So sometimes somebody may get declined because of debt to income ratio. Well, usually bank that may be around 30%, if you're above 30% debt to your income, you may get declined. And that's a binary rule within a credit policy. Well, what we can see is maybe that at the time you applied, you were at 38% debt to income, but you actually have shown 10 years of pristine credit history and you show a willingness and ability to pay. So that 38% that cuts you to the floor, a guy is able to pull that through and say, okay, you actually can approve this person for this line, for this price, and for this term of loan that we are actually working with our lenders that have already given us the parameters in the first part. So that's what's also good for our partners is they don't have to spend any more in marketing. They don't have to spend any more as it relates to different products. It's not about a second look for a consumer where they have to sign up for new T's and C's, terms and conditions. It's really just expanding their ability to give more customers the opportunity to carry that product. And the banks want to do that at the end of the day. You know, they have a lot of deposit customers that today they're saying no to for a lending product and in comes Bagaya. And now we're able to turn a quarter of those around. You've just done a beautiful job, Leslie, of identifying the pain point. And a common theme among the fintech leaders I have talked to is that it begins with that pain point, identifying a problem that isn't being addressed or that can be 
addressed more precisely and then going after it. So financial inclusion, that is such a huge piece of it. It is important to you. I know as a person observing the industry, very important to me. How is getting people into the system and expanding their access to financial services a win for everybody? And in particular, how does Pagaya approach that? Yeah, it's such a good question. And it's so important. I've been in the industry over 30 years and really kind of post George Floyd during COVID when there was a greater coming together on there's a systemic challenge and we need to bring more Black and Latinx into the mainstream economy. There's a lot of passion around it. If you look at what we do today, 36% of the loans that Pagaya issues are Black and Latinx. 55% of them are low to moderate income and 30% are low to moderate income area geography. And the other one is one out of two are female. First of all, it's just good business. Let's start there because, you know, it's a strong ROA for our investor. The bank many times already has them as deposit customers, but is unwilling because of their risk appetite and the buy box and how much capital they have to hold, you know, if they're a too big to fail bank and it's tier one capital, it's challenging sometimes to go deeper. And so actually 40% of the declines we see are Black and Latinx as an example, and slightly more than that for female. And so us being able to turn around just because we have better data, obviously we can't use any of that information in a decision, but we can see as an outcome, we're actually able to pull many of these people in who are just getting missed. One main reason is because the FICO score, whether it's thinner files or less income, and because that debt to income ratio Calculation is very important in a FICO score. And many of these banks and certainly regionals and communities, sometimes they don't have sophisticated models. So that FICO score is really heavily utilized. And so it's just not enabling more people to come through that have the ability to pay back. And so they get missed. For people to have the opportunity to get lending products, one, that they want, with the brand that they want, the company they're looking for, and with pricing that doesn't have onerous fees or payday lenders, we're actually able to work with these institutions and lenders. Like everybody needs a car, especially if they're going to work. It's one of the most important loans for a consumer. And we're able to bring more people in. The enthusiasm for this is palpable. It seems to me with your track record, Leslie, and a resume that includes City and J.P. Morgan Chase, you could have really gone anywhere or kept a comfortable seat and earned a good living and done some good. What in particular for you makes this move to Pagaya and the work that you're doing so important to you? First and foremost, I know what it feels like as a former banker at these wonderful institutions that I used to work at not being able to serve a consumer in the moment or listening to bankers, the tellers that have the closest relationship to people in the community that aren't able to say yes to a loan. And so there's energy every day. When Jamie Dimon put $30 billion path forward for Black and Latinx as the chairman of the business roundtable, and then many other people followed suit, they're doing it, one, because it's good business, but it's also a moral imperative. We just can do better 
And so I think where fintechs 10, 15 years ago used to be enemies of the bank, then we became frenemies of the bank. I think we're now at an inflection point where banks are recognizing that they can build and they can buy and they can partner. But the most important thing is making sure that we are accelerating the ability for people to get the products and services they deserve. I lived it for so long. That's why I jumped in here because I now feel like I can help bring this forward to many people in the banking ecosystem that want to do the right thing and want to serve those customers and clients and just don't have the tools and capabilities to do it. So it is very personal for me because I've been in many, many roundtables and focus groups and working with many partners and merchants that want to serve many more clients. And obviously, Pagaya is bringing a great tool to the table to do that. The gut feeling over here is that you have landed in an excellent place. You're in a position to do a tremendous amount of good and to make financial inclusion more than just a slogan or a buzz phrase, but a reality. And in the process, change lives, make a difference. My hat's off to you, Leslie, on that. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm just fortunate to have found this opportunity with Pagaya and there's 600 plus amazing people who work here just as if not more passionate than me every day. Great. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for being on Bankadelic today. And here's to doing it again soon. Thanks for the time, Lou. Leslie Gillen is the Chief Growth Officer for Pagaya. She is based in Manhattan. Be sure to look for Leslie on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following the Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking B-I-Z News.com.
time is 2051, and in the greatest breakthrough that financial services has seen in more than two millennia, we introduce to you AI. Artificial ignorance. You can use it in call centers. Your call is very unimportant to us. Please continue to hold. Or on the internet when people are trying to apply to get a credit card. To complete this credit card application, please input the first 15 codes of your DNA sequence. And perhaps most importantly of all, your financial wellness. You look fat. Get to a gym and empty out your wallet. Give it to me. That's right. Artificial ignorance coming soon to a bank near you. Assuming it stays open after we introduce it. Three bullseyes. Number one. It's hard sometimes for banks to give a complete view, and many times, you know, they may be using a FICO score, a proprietary score, and the application. The most important thing is to not have an insular view and only look at the performance of a consumer. Number two. Banks are very uncomfortable with using a lot of alternative data because they're obviously highly regulated institutions. And so we are only using data that banks are already comfortable with. We're using many, many more variables in a machine learning environment. Number three. When Jamie Dimon put $30 billion path forward for Black and Latinx as the chairman of the business roundtable, and then many other people followed suit. They're doing it, one, because it's good business, but it's also a moral imperative. We just can do better. And now, lose views. The unfortunate stereotype in the financial services industry is that people got into it just to make a quick buck. Now, that is not the case in an overwhelming number of instances, but sometimes, regrettably, it is. Payday lenders, in a very backward way, serve a population, and that population happens to be the unbanked, the underbanked, and people seeking more inclusion. This is why Leslie Gillen's discussion on today's podcast means so much to me and to an entire industry. Data multiplied by machine learning multiplied by artificial intelligence gives a more complete picture as to whether someone is worthy of credit or worthy of the loan they seek. It's not a substitute for the FICO score, and it's not meant to circumvent regulation, as Leslie pointed out, but it does put a clearer set of lenses on the picture. That Pagai is working with TransUnion speaks to the fact that the FICO score can in and of itself serve as a resource, but also be buffeted by this data that brings a richer picture into focus. As we go on through 2023, 2024, and beyond into this decade, my hope is that we'll see even more amplification of the role of artificial intelligence and the role of data in bringing more people into the system, which remain underserved, but hopefully in the future will be building blocks that we can stand on as we try to improve business and the lives of many. 
Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Ken Montone. Our business consigliere, the one and only Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. Thanks as always to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. Thanks also to Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP, and Talking Biz News, a division of Vested LLC. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my Vaudeville YouTube channel. Rink a dink dink in. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.